0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland,
0: pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked
1: out Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas!
0: Everything happening in the sports world. Touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: So you're more of a traditional hark, Christmas hark music Hark the there.
2: herald angels sing, I like
1: that. Hark the
2: herald angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, At MidKansasOnline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. So there were five football games throughout the world over the weekend. And Steve got all five of them wrong. Correct. And who he thought would win. (laughs) Correct. And I, I, I say this just joking because Steve is very smart. He's pretty good when it comes to knowing what's happening in the world of sports. He's pretty good in terms of knowing who the NFL playoff teams are. He follows college football. But what an unpredictable weekend. Just don't take me to Vegas. Well, I, 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 would, I would really like to do that, but, but I'm not going to right now. Because you're on a definite cold streak. Ooh, bad streak. But... I think there were some people out there last night and and going into the game between Clemson and Alabama, part four of the rivalry over the last four years, there were people that were saying, okay, I think Clemson has a chance. And before the game, I was texting a couple of my college football friends and saying, do you give Clemson a chance tonight? And most of the answer was, yeah, but I think Alabama will win by 10, 7. The consensus is Alabama will win. It just is how much they will win by. And I didn't give an exact prediction on the show yesterday, but my prediction going in was more on the lines of Alabama 45, Clemson 35, somewhere in that range where there would be some points. I knew that Trevor Lawrence of Clemson, even though Steve called him a pretty boy fancy pants, would be able to do some damage. And I thought of Iloa would be able to do a little bit more damage, especially down closer to the red zone, But what I didn't expect was for Alabama in the final three quarters of the game to score three points. Three points, an Alabama offense that has absolutely destroyed everybody all year long, being held to one field goal in three quarters of play. We're giving a lot of credit to the Clemson offense today. Trevor Lawrence, ETN, the running back, but the defense, I don't think, has received enough credit for the job that they did to beat an Alabama team that was an absolute machine this, this year.
2: This Alabama team was really, going into the game, thought to be the best that Nick Saban had ever had. And one reason is, he'd never had a team that could throw the ball like this he team. had
1: never had a Tua.
2: Yeah, he'd never had a Tua. he ain't? had had a lot of A.J. McCarrens. Jaylen he had Hurts. had some Jalen Hurts, yeah, guys that could manage the game, but they weren't the, you know, they weren't the guy like Tua, and you know a lot. Like I say, a lot of people were saying this could be the best Alabama team ever, but I think you know where this game was won and lost on the sidelines. Alabama, Nick Saban, and you know you never say that the coach wins or loses the game, but I thought Dabo Sweeney and Brent Venables' was game plan. Alabama had no answer for it. They were outcoached. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Alabama wasn't
1: prepared, but Clemson but the fake had the perfect fi- the game plan. the fake
2: field goal? I mean. The
1: fake field goal in the third quarter was the moment that I realized the game was over. that Alabama first realized that the game was about to be over. Right. That was when they first went, oh, man, what are we going to do? We, we've got to do something funny. And I, And I saw a funny clip where they were talking, it was Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney having a conversation with some ESPN personality, and they said, and Nick's going, yeah, well, uh, Clemson, they like to run some trick plays, and and they said, well, do you think the game's going to come down to it? And Saban said, I sure hope not. And this game came down to one for Alabama that really hurt them. I know that people will look at this game, and especially look at the statistics offensively, and, and mainly just look at the score and say, Oh, Clemson dominated. Alabama was not dominated in this game. They well, the just first, couldn't
2: score. The first quarter, it was like two hundred and twenty-four to fifty. Alabama had Alabama was over two hundred yards in the first quarter, and then did absolutely nothing the rest of the game. Three they were points. they were moving the ball.
1: Oh yeah, and Alabama even at the end of the first half. I was I have a friend of mine who's a huge fan of the Crimson Tide, and so in any big game, I'll I'll be shooting messages back and forth with him. And I'm saying, okay, they're down 21 at this point. And I think more of it was when they were down about 14 or 13, 15, whatever the number was because of the missed extra point. And saying, okay, as long as they can just get a score here before the half, they're going to get the ball back. Uh, No problem. No problem at all. Alabama starts off the second half, takes the ball right down the field. I believe that was the fake field goal. Fake field goal, it was. Then... They decided to go for it on fourth down again. Couldn't get into the end zone. Earlier in the first half, they had to settle for a field goal when they were down inside the five. That this game was won with Clemson coming up with three or four key stops well, what was and the, keeping them off the field. What was the play, field.
2: fourth and goal, and Tua on a quarterback sweep? That was ugly. That was just insane. I mean, what were they thinking? And I thought an interesting stat was... I. They said during the broadcast, in the last five years, they've had like 20 different assistant coaches at Alabama. Yeah. That's a lot of turnover. What does that tell you about being an assistant at Alabama? It tells you Nick Saban calls all the shots and really doesn't let his assistants do anything. That's what it tells me.
1: No, I think it's just that's such a good job that if you are the offensive coordinator at Alabama, you are immediately in the running for a lot of other head coaching jobs. Look at Lane Kiffin. Steve Sarkeesian was one of the special assistants. And they've got so many guys on staff that have been the rejects and the outcasts from other programs that I don't think that's that big of an equation to it because it is the Nick Saban system and that I don't think the assistant coaches are quite as important. But I don't think it's just that they don't matter and that they're not
2: very good. It's just that that is... A launch pad. But that's a lot of turnover at like at the O. C. position. Oh yeah. I mean, they've had like a different offensive coordinator almost every national championship game.
1: The unbelievable thing to remember about last night is that Clemson, this is not just some team that came out of nowhere. That's not a Johnny come lately. That's what people are not realizing. They've won
2: two of the last three national championships. And, and not, not in the just Final that, four, they've the last, dominated.
1: Yeah. Last year, they were the number one team going into the playoff. And they lost to a very good Alabama team. So, let's look back to 2016. They win the national championship. Sean Watson. 2017. They are the number one team going into the playoff. 2018. They do not lose all year and they're the first undefeated national champion in the playoff era. Clemson has been Absolutely dominant for a three year stretch, and you can even put it to four years because they've played in three national championship games over the last four years. The other scary thing is you look up and down the Clemson roster, this is a group of guys that is going to be back.
2: They will all be back. College and Alabama's the same way. They got a bunch of guys that'll be back. We're gonna it's gonna be Alabama Clemson five. If, if it's not the semifinals, it's going to be the finals. And college football, you know, this is why, you know, they keep saying, well, let's have eight teams in the football playoffs. You know, why? Alabama and Clemson, <laughs> I mean, they end up there every year. It's 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 just kind of getting to be, you know, pretty predictable. And it just tells the other schools, the other, what is it, 348 Division One schools that play football? I don't know how many it is. Oh, well, there's only like 130 that can there's play in this. and okay. So the other 128, they better figure something out because they're getting left out in the cold.
1: I was very, very, very impressed with Clemson offensively. And not just Trevor Lawrence, not just their run game, but the way that Clemson was able to mix things up. Alabama was very confused through a lot of this game. And let's also note that early on in this game, Clemson wasn't just taking the ball and driving right down the field. They weren't just absolutely dominant. This was Alabama getting them into third and longs and finding ways to convert.
2: Alabama had the ball 11 minutes the first, almost 12 minutes the first quarter. Clemson had it three.
1: Alabama defensively, on first and second down, played a pretty good game. But it was Clemson with a freshman quarterback that might be about as impressive as I've seen at that position from a freshman. And they were running a stat, and I don't remember who the quarterback was that last did it. But the last true freshman quarterback to lead his team to a national championship was in the 80s. That is rare territory for somebody with this little experience to be able to go into games like this and win. And the other thing I kept thinking throughout the game was Trevor Lawrence replaced Kelly Bryant. He took over his starting spot without Kelly Bryant being hurt, without Kelly Bryant getting Fifth suspended, game of the without Kelly yeah. Bryant going out under the main street in Clemson and getting drunk and being naked in the street and being forced to have something happen. Yeah. He took over the job from a guy who took a team to be the number 1 into the playoff last year.
2: Yeah.
1: He overtook that guy who is experienced and still has one more year left of eligibility, don't remind me about that. But Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. And if Trevor Lawrence could somehow become eligible for the NFL draft, I know he's got two more years for him to do that, would he not be the number one pick oh.
2: if the NFL, if he could declare for the draft right now? And, and when he does, he's going to be about 20 pounds heavier because, let's face it, he's a skinny dude right now. He's 6'6". He's about, what, 190, 200? Like 215 is what they said. Yeah, but you look at him and, you know, you can see he could put weight on and it wouldn't affect him at all because he's got – He's got long, skinny legs. I worry about, you know, a tall quarterback. You always worry about the knees, the shots they're going to take on their knees. But, boy, you know, he gets a little stronger. He has got an absolute cannon for an arm. I mean, he gets the ball from zero to 60, you know, 1,001, 1,002. It's there. He has just got a howitzer. If you were
1: the Arizona Cardinals and you had the number one pick this year, even though you took a quarterback in your first-round pick last year, Josh Rosen, who – given all circumstances for the terrible year the Cardinals had, he was okay. Yeah. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or would you rather have Josh Rosen? Well, Because I... I think the answer right now is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen to him over the next two years? Who knows? He could win two Heismans, win two more national championships,
2: become the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. What's well, going to be he? Or and... he could get hurt. I mean, you <laughs> can already say it's he and Tua. Nobody else will even be in the... Talk next year for Heisman. You can already bank on that.
1: Steve, do you have an apology for the pretty boy fancy pants that
2: you referred to him as yesterday? I'm just now I'm just calling her surfer looking dude. Surfer looking dude. Yeah. I just you know, uh I I know, there's just something about him. He just doesn't look like, you know, he'd be that tough. But boy, he was Ronnie tough. Ronnie
1: Sunshine Bass. Ronnie
2: that's that was the comparison that at that was running through my mind during the game. What about
1: Dazed and Confused? Are, are you familiar with that movie? Oh, I love that movie. The the kid that's the the freshman, he's the pitcher on the baseball team. He's got the long hair. Oh, yeah. Mitch Kramer. Oh, yeah, Mitch. He, he has a little Mitch Kramer vibe to him. Well,
2: I think he's a little more uh, athletic than Mitch was.
1: Yeah, Mitch was not a terrific athlete. No. no. Not a terrific pitcher no. either. But getting back to the point I was making, I know that everybody is very convinced that Alabama is the best dynasty of a football program over the last decade, and it would be hard to argue against that, winning five national championships over the last ten years. But I hope everybody realizes that this Clemson team is not a fluke. They were not a fluke two years ago when they won it with Deshaun Watson. They were not a fluke last year when they were the number one team in the country and just happened to end up drawing Alabama in the college football playoffs semifinals.
2: If they played a best of seven like they do in the World Series or something... Who would win more in the best of seven?
1: I think if it was 10, I would favor Alabama. But the shorter it is,
2: I, I think I'd take... I, I would be threatened to take Clemson. I just feel like... I would
1: certainly think about it. I think it. if
2: Nick Saban had to do it all over again, he would run, run, and run some more. I think he got two... He got away from what Alabama is. Alabama has been... They've you know they're, They've made their... You know, bones on being a running team. Now he got this new toy in Tua. Tua had a great year this year. Do you think Tua is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence right now? Right now, yes. Okay. I just think he, I think his accuracy is just unbelievable. Okay. Mid, uh, Lawrence was twenty of thirty two. Tua, I think, ended up nineteen of twenty eight or something like that. Twenty two of thirty four. Twenty two of thirty four. But early, picks. but he was twelve of fourteen early on. And then I think mentally, I think Clemson got into his head, and that's where the you know that's where the game turned. I just, I just I would
1: almost argue Trevor Lawrence had the better year, and I know Tua is the better year. I oh I now that I now don't. not not one through twelve, but in yeah. terms of what they did in their year, yeah. I think Trevor. Oh, Lawrence, you won a national
2: championship. It is a better
1: year. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the better quarterback if oh, he's I, not already right now.
2: I think I mean you're you're talking long range future, yes, because you know. 6'6", quarterbacks, he'll be 230 by the time he he ends in going to the NFL. 6'6", 230-pound quarterbacks, you know, they last a long time. And this
1: offensive performance for Clemson, this was nothing new. Look back at their last few games in conference play. They scored 42 points against Pittsburgh in the conference championship game, 56 against South Carolina, The big, bad SEC program. What what, what
2: did they do against Brian Ward's defense at Syracuse?
1: Against Syracuse, remember, that was the game where Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Right. And so they had to bring in the backup. He drove them down the field to win. They scored 27. 63 points against Wake Forest. 41 against North Carolina State. 59 against Florida State. 77 against Bobby Petrino in Louisville. 35 against Duke. 27 against Boston College. This was a team that put up massive numbers. All Year, and I think there were some people, and me included, saying ACC, yeah, teams were not very good in that league this year, and that helped. But the other thing you have to realize is Clemson offensively was this good all year, then to go do this against an Alabama defense, which will have seven, eight, nine of these guys playing at the next level. It is well, unbelievably the, basically impressive. Basically,
2: the whole Alabama starting lineup will be in the NFL.
1: I forgot the 30-point dominant performance against Notre Dame in there, too,
2: Yeah.
1: for this Clemson team. Do you think there's a chance that Clemson can become the new Alabama? What I mean by that is the program well, they, that continues to get the best players, the program that continues to win national championships if not compete for I them think every tip single off year. The
2: that is the wide receiver who made all those just incredible catches. Justin Ross. Justin Ross, he's from Alabama. He's a freshman and went to Clemson. That tells me that Nick Saban doesn't have a stranglehold on Alabama anymore. Do you
1: think Nick Saban? How much longer do you give him as the head coach at Alabama?
2: Less than five. Okay. He's sixty-six or so, sixty-five, something like that. Who De- wants? Who wants to coach after seventy? I mean, my gosh. Enjoy, enjoy. Bill life. Snyder. In, well, Bill Moses Snyder's an aberration. Who? <laughs> Who do, I mean, once you get to 70 in the coaching profession, don't you want to enjoy life a little bit? Sit they back. probably don't. Well, then they're strange dudes. I'd want to be playing golf every day.
1: Dabo Definitely. Sweeney has, if he hadn't already, moved himself into that top three, top five of the equation. Which, which college coaches right now are more impressive than Dabo Sweeney? Aren't any. Nick Saban? That's it. I mean, his resume's better. Yeah. Would you throw out an Urban Meyer? He's won three national championships, even though he's not. Let's pretend like he still was the coach right now. Would you say Dabo Sweeney is a better coach than Urban Meyer? Yes. I'd say it's quite an argument. I think there's a definite chance.
2: Because Urban Meyer plays in the Big Ten. The Big Ten's terrible.
1: What about a Jim Harbaugh? What about a... Nah. What about... Well, it would have been Bob Stoops a couple years ago. What about a Lincoln Riley? Some of these younger Lincoln guys that, got, that are moving their way Lincoln up.
2: Lincoln Riley's got to build more of a resume, though.
1: It's only been two years, and he has two Heisman-winning quarterbacks and two college football playoff no def- semifinals. He's
2: had, he's had no defense, though.
1: But Dabo Sweeney has put himself... and you, you can add a Brian Kelly into the mix, too. Guys that have had impressive resumes as coaches. But Dabo Sweeney is into the spot where maybe only one guy is better. And Dabo has beaten that one guy twice in right. national championship games. Right. Very impressive performance from Clemson last night as they dominated Alabama 44-16. Let
2: me ask you this. Let's hear it. If they played next week, who would you put your money on?
1: I would put my money on Alabama. I would too. Not that I don't think Clemson is good, but your mind sort of reminds you, hey, this is still Alabama. It's still
2: Alabama, and that's what you got to remember.
1: I think if Alabama just catches breaks early in the game, they win. I just, I just, they didn't catch
2: a break. I just, you know, the score ended up getting ugly, but I just felt like every every break, every single break went Clemson's way. They made their breaks. Right, and they but dominated. It, but it was one of those nights where they were touched by an angel. That's all there was to it. Sounds like a good
1: song. Could be. Touched by an angel.
2: I, I don't know. I don't sing.
1: I think you're a pretty good singer. No. You should hear Steve in the back office whenever we get the band on or a little REO. Well, he starts going, <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bullpup basketball on the road tonight at Augusta. We're back after this. You listen to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by.
1: Back on this afternoon's, according to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, are you excited for some more bullpup basketball tonight on the road at Augusta? Of course I am. We didn't get to make the trip to Augusta last year. Oh. And so I'm excited to see this environment.
2: Yeah, we did not play at Augusta last year. We had it was the, like the last game of the regular season, if I remember. Last right. road game of the regular last season. Last road game. We had ice and all sorts of uh, bad weather, and just because the playoffs were just around the corner. Uh, they just decided to cancel that game.
1: That was a weird, weird week. It was. I think they had two games postponed that week. One of them canceled, and then the circle game was also, I think, okay, if I remember correctly, the circle game was going to be on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That game was postponed, right. and they didn't know what they were going to do with right. it yet. Then we got to Thursday, and we were supposed to make the trip down to Augusta, didn't and it. then that game got Canceled the big right. C, right? And so the Thursday was going to be the final day of the regular season, but then instead they moved the circle game, which was going to be on the Tuesday, to Friday. Right? Does that make sense? No. People at home are just I'm lost in translation. Sure.
2: We didn't play Augusta. That's all you need to know.
1: But we're excited to make the trip down there tonight. And at this at this time last year when we were getting ready to make that trip down to Augusta, or let's put it this way, at this time last year when the bullpups were playing Augusta at home. Do you remember those two games going into that? I think it was on January 9th, that the Augusta boys hadn't lost yet. And this was a team that Coach Kinneman was very nervous about because it was a good Augusta team. The girls on their side, they were very impressive looking at that time as well. And we knew that two home games against these Oriole teams could be huge. And both games turned into 30-point blowouts right. for both teams. Tonight... I don't really know what to expect yet. Because the Augusta girls, they're 4 and 2, 2 and 1 in the league. They haven't been able to score very much. They've only made eight three-pointers on the season. Their two best players going into the season, Jaden Moroney and Abby Rhodes, who I anticipated putting up a little bigger numbers.
2: Now they put up 30 between the two of them the other night.
1: Right. And so and so they're starting to get going, but they haven't been the all-state caliber players that I thought they would be going in. Then the Augusta boys, they're 4-2, but they're two losses, losing at the buzzer to Circle, losing by five to a very good Andale team. On the boys' side, Augusta is a couple of breaks away from being an undefeated team, and I think that's another thing that poses a big-time threat tonight.
2: And Coach Kinnaman has been warning us, you know, for about two weeks now, Augusta on the road on a Tuesday night. You know what that means. Not a big road following. You know, a lot of people don't go on Tuesday road games because they got to get up and work the next day. They're not like us. You know, go and...
1: Stay here until one thirty in yeah, the morning. Yeah,
2: we work and when we get back. But he has been warning us, you know, for a couple of weeks now. This Augusta team, very dangerous, very long, very athletic. And what's really surprising to me is... They lost, arguably, their two best players from last year. Right. Well, at least their best player, Johnny Clausing. I don't know if Whitehead was their second best player. I think Zach Burton probably was or Jaron Jackson. But this is an Augusta team This is very, very capable, and they always play well at home. They always do. They play us tough down there.
1: Look at the big size for the Augusta boys as you look up and down the roster. 6'3", 6'4", 6'3", 6'7", 6'3". And also, this is an Augusta team that likes to shoot the three-pointer. Now, they haven't been particularly accurate this year. They've been at about the same spot the McPherson boys are. They've only made 26 threes in six games, while the boys have made 30 in seven games. Very similar three-pointer. 11
2: of those were last Friday.
1: Right. And this is an Augusta team that shoots a lot of threes. And because of the amount of good shooters that they have on their team, It's always scary. It's like when you go play Iowa State. You know that they're going to be able to shoot threes. And if they can knock them down, then you're in some trouble. So, going on the road here tonight for McPherson, these are the last two games that both teams are really worried about in league play before playing El Dorado on Friday and then getting into the boys' tournament followed by the girls' tournament. With two wins tonight on the road, I don't really want to say statement, but... They would be huge wins for both teams on their resumes.
2: Really would. And and again, seating purposes. That's the uh, other you know, thing that's very we, important. We talked about yesterday, we were talking Lawrence Free State. Well, Free State lost the other night and has played less games than Shawnee Heights. So right now, if Forum holds up, the Bull Pups would be the three seed and they'd have to play Free State, assuming every you know, form holds true, they'd play Free State in the semis. So tonight's games are very important. From a seeding standpoint, because the, because I think uh, McPherson is four and three. There's a team at four. Manhattan is four and four. Right.
1: Blue Valley West, who is much improved from last year, they're three and three. Remember, they were the eight seed last year. Right. Shawnee Mission East, who's always tough, they're three and four. I don't know a lot about Wichita West this year. They're two and five. And then Mill Valley, who was a state tournament team last year, they're one and six.
2: Yeah. So really, you know, Free State losing. Uh, the other night that tells me they're the, you know they're not the super power that the free birds the free birds that's what I used to call them i used to call them the free birds
1: well, well, i did well, the well. first year they came into the
2: tournament <laughs> i put free birds in my story and I was friends with Chuck law who's the who's the free state coach he says hey i kind of like that free bird stuff you know but if I leave oh yeah the, you know you get the uh, get the lighters going how about everybody in the roundhouse when Free State takes the floor, have the lighters flicking the floor. And this bird And, they play free, and the change. band play Free Bird when they take the court.
1: <laughs> I, I would imagine there are more people than just you that have been confused. And they went, man, need a little skinner. We yeah. we got to <laughs> open up a new high school on the west side of Lawrence. Hmm, what are we going to call them? Yeah. Free Bird! Yeah, free free bird. bird! Yeah, Free Birds. Firebirds, that's a pretty cool mascot, It is a though. cool
2: name. I like that
1: name. So as we find out a little bit more tonight after... Everybody that gets done playing, I don't know if all of the eight teams that are in the field will be playing tonight. But tomorrow we will know the seating for the yeah. boys tournament.
2: I'm assuming Shane Bakus or
1: oh he'll be on top of it. AD
2: will have it. I'm sure by 10 o'clock we'll probably know.
1: He'll have the formula out and say, ooh, if we get a McPherson win plus a Free State loss, they jump the well, three and the two.
2: And then now remember, it's our tournament, so we if if there's teams. That are all deadlocked, and say there's a bunch of, you know, four and four teams or something like that. You don't think Shane Baucus will say to Kirk Kinnaman, How do you want me to set this? Who do you feel most comfortable with? <laughs> or he says,
1: Okay, we're going to have a coin flip. He says that to the, all the other schools. Yeah. And it says, Okay, we're going to call heads. We're on speakerphone. Yeah. Flip the coin. Oh, oh, it was heads. Okay, we're, we're going to take the no, hires. I seat. mean, when,
2: when it's your tournament, you've got the, I think you've got the, uh, uh, priority. You you have, you know, whatever you want to do.
1: Now, do you know when the girls' tournament will be officially seated? Next Wednesday. That's what I – I figured it might be that, but I don't know I, how I'm, many I'm of them will be sure. playing next week. I'm
2: pretty sure. I think it's next Wednesday.
1: Good math there's Steve. Because I
2: think there – there's actually, I think, some teams that play on Tuesday probably next week or Friday. Interesting. Yeah.
1: All right, Steve, one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to Bull – you're listening to According to Chim yeah. on 96.7 FM KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midcampusonline.com
1: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, I know that the college football championship game last night was the most important thing on TV, but do you know what is always the second most important thing on TV on the night of the college football national championship game?
2: Blacklist.
1: No, it, it's okay. the way that the schedule always lines up. So this show, it's on ABC, just like the Blacklist. It's a reality show.
2: NBC for Blacklist. Oh,
1: that's an NBC show? Yeah. Either way. Hey, this is an ABC show. Okay. First episode of the season is always on that Monday. I you know what it is? Survivor. No, no, no. Reality TV show. I don't. I don't all want the women.
2: It. I don't. I don't know. I don't watch reality TV. The
1: Bachelor.
2: Oh, good grief.
1: It started last night.
2: I wouldn't watch that show if you paid me.
1: Well, I, I went back and I was able to watch the first episode today while doing a little bit of work. Do you want to hear about some of the jobs that the women that are in this year's Bachelor no. have? No. Dog rescuer? Sure. There was one girl that dressed up as a sloth sure. in, in a sloth costume and lingered around for a while, hidden in a tree. Marketing salesperson financial assistant, model, Miss North Carolina 2018, realtor, speech pathologist. There's got to be
2: a fitness instructor in there somewhere.
1: DJ, caterer, interior designer, broadcast journalist. Ooh, Steve, maybe Devon can be yours out of Medford, Oregon. She's 23. Sure. Makeup artist, recruiter. I don't know what that means. Cinderella, that was one. Her name is Erin. She walked around with one shoe on for the whole night. You have nice. Miss Alabama 2018. You have a content creator. You have never been kissed. That's her job title.
2: Sure.
1: Heather, social worker, medical sales rep, dental hygienist. Jesus. Ooh, how, you could tell how her about many, your dad. How
2: many of these people are there?
1: Accountant, social media coordinator, sales account manager, IT risk consultant.
2: That that had to be that had to be sixty of the most wasted minutes of your life.
1: <laughs> nurse. NBA dancer, business development associate. Phle- well, you got just a Rolodex? What, 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 what's a phlebotomist? P-H-L-E-B-O-T-O-M-I-S-T. I have, I have no idea. Wardrobe stylist, that's it. There's 25 of them, I think.
2: That's ridiculous. Which, ridi- which one of those jobs would you a, be more what interested in? a ridiculous show.
1: Also, it was not a waste of 60 minutes of my life. It's it was true. a waste of like 120 minutes. Oh, two hours. Okay. It, it's long. Oh, it's the scary. Bachelor's long. I the guy's be. name is Colton. He was in the NFL. He and was I'll on the be- Chargers. Colton Underwood.
2: Probably a pretty boy, fancy pants. He,
1: he's a good-looking guy.
2: Well, I don't, I don't know. Colton Underwood. I,
1: Played in the NFL. He went to attention. some college in Colorado, I think.
2: I don't pay attention to that stuff.
1: So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year. You what have, about just some recaps? You I, read about what's happening. I, th-
2: I think I'd rather have a tooth pulled.
1: Well, you can get that dental hygienist to help you no. out. So you're saying you wouldn't be interested in watching the show Mm-mm. where Miss North Carolina and Miss Alabama, no. who had to com- compete against each other for Miss America, they're on the same dating circuit?
2: It's They've all, got to yell at each it's other? It's all rigged.
1: Scratch and claw? It's,
2: it's all rigged. I'm sorry.
1: There was one girl that was already causing problems. You're Because sp- in the first episode, you get to meet him for the first time and he only has a certain amount of time and everybody's fighting for the time and this girl went and talked to him four times. Normally it's just one, and you're fighting for that one. And she talked to him four, time, four times, Steve. This is irrelevant. How would you feel about that? I mean, you're trying to get time with him, and they're taking it away from you.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Give me bullpup basketball. I'll I think you that. would
1: be a great bachelor. Okay, so <laughs> we'll be down at Augusta tonight. Bullpup basketball starts at 6, we hope. We hope. The, the freshman game in front of the varsity game. Begins at like 4.15. Right. And we are going to be cutting it close.
2: It'll es- be close.
1: Especially since the last freshman basketball game was an overtime thriller. Yeah. The fighting Treg Falls found a way to win. Oh, yeah. But we'll take the air at about 5.40. If we're not going to go on then, then we'll let you know because we might be running a little bit behind. But should be a fun night of basketball tonight, Steve, and we can talk about The Bachelor on the way down.
2: Oh, I can hardly wait.
1: It'll be it'll be the best moment of your week. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll get it I on your that. DVR at home.
2: Uh, i do think I'd watch it.
1: <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight at Augusta.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.